This is CliffCentral.com. The Unview, the Thin, the Rich, and the Fabulous on CliffCentral.com. Good morning to you this uh, beautiful Thursday here in the city of Johannesburg. And uh, yeah, in the month of October, things are beautiful. Nathan Rowe, how you doing? I'm wonderful. It's so amazing that you're back, actually. <laughs> I feel so not alone anymore. Well, I was, I was around. Uh, and I was on the telephone, but uh, it's nice to be in studio. No, yeah, you. but you've been you've been gone for two weeks now, gallivanting from coast to coast. Kisses from coast to coast. Kiss, kissing all sorts of people. Tell me about some of the people you've met. Listen, it, it was a phenomenal uh, time out uh, doing some great work. Firstly, the Conservation Awards, which was superb. Tusk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> correct. Yeah. Um, that uh, It was great because in, in one evening you had – a satellite feed from Kensington Palace with Prince William chatting to you. And then you were sitting and greeting and with, because it was a very small event, uh, the likes of uh, former President F.W. de Klerk, Grasse Michel, um, Archbishop Desmond Tutu. We had lovely friends like Ray Nettlin, who's been on the show before. Uh, yeah, your had, Facebook uh, page looks yeah. like you went to Madame Tussauds and just D- took photos of the whole I picture. Know, I know. Derek Watts was there. Um, and the, the whole the, – the, the vital thing is that these people go into the world and they do so much for conservation. But they actually – some two of the winners changed the legislation that never existed in their countries, like Kenya and Malawi. Wow. Which is incredible. They saved Adulta. A delta. I mean, it's to save a whole ecosystem uh, sure. and all the animals that lived. I mean, it's incredible. And that is why to have these names behind. I've never seen an event like that. An inauguration, I've seen it actually. But you don't often find royalty and three of South Africa's greatest people there. And then, of course, the likes of Derek Watts, which is an institution in himself. You know, just absolutely, yeah. absolutely incredible. So, uh, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Loved it. And then we, uh, of course, we did Coaches or Us, so we were on the road for that. Yeah. And the launch of the new TV show, the new season of Foot Anadinger, uh, which was great. Um, and you and I, ostrich riding, I mean, that was crazy. Insane. <laughs> Insane. Um, that was the week before. How scary is an ostrich? I know, how scary, it freaked I've me never, out. I've <laughs> never felt, I've, I've been around lions and tigers and bears, oh my. Oh my. But an ostrich freaks me out more than anything. I've, I've held the fin of a whale shark underwater. You know, it's like these, I have to do that. I've been around scary animals, big scary animals. Okay, whale sharks aren't scary, but you know, I've been around Actual sharks as well, and an ostrich is <laughs> scarier than anything. Yeah, uh, but again, and then uh, the opening of the family restaurant, a res cafe in um, in Santa. And that, so, so it just didn't stop. It hasn't stopped. Which yeah, is really that put good. a dent in my diabetes. Eh? I just know. So you know sure. <laughs> I had all the baklava. <laughs> Thank you for coming. Oh, so it was fun. How are the belly dancers? Beautiful, though. I'm not allowed to say. I'm okay, not allowed yeah, to comment. Yeah. But you gotta say your girlfriend's beautiful. They were stunning. <laughs> so it, it, it was absolutely fantastic. And of course, that is what this business is about because it doesn't stop. And it's, and of course, being in production and then being a part of uh, patrons for different things that I do or raising funds or being a part of conservation and then being on radio and then doing food. <laughs> it all just happens. It's one big. Huge entertainment smorgasbord. Yeah. Which is, which is brilliant. I think. How, how have you been? I've been great. I mean, I've been really, really busy. Okay, this this kind of uh, season from beginning of October till ah. Christmas is crazy. I mean, we're already learning Christmas carols kind of thing, you know. Uh, <laughs> so we've got a lot of uh, kind of India parties to do, a lot of um, 
a lot of Christmas caroling things. Uh, this is I, exciting. Which I love again carols. we're going to do because we've got the Christmas carols, and uh, we, I want to be involved in that. We're so in the ball to be involved with the Christmas carols. That's what we're going to do. We're going to jingle all the way. Now, um. I've got to tell you, we have a phenomenal lineup of the show. Of course, entertainment all the way. We've got uh, this phenomenal female impersonator, uh, Christina Bianco. She's joining us on the line, and uh, we're going to chat to her in a moment. She's actually on the line right now. Uh, just incredible here from New York City. Uh, she opens uh, tonight at Gate 69. Uh, but I'll tell you what she does and show, show you what she does in a moment. Pierre Fenierden who played Pumbaa all over the world in The Lion King, takes to the role again, and he starts the tour again with The Lion King. We'll chat to him, South African Pierre van Heeren. Malcolm Gooden, the old king of voiceover, and she's 50 years in this month in the entertainment business. So we're going to chat to Malcolm Gooden uh, on the line. And then I've got Eloise Cupido, a top um, actress and presenter, and we're going to talk to her about... The, the show for Anading and of course uh, all the magical stuff that she's doing on on television. But so it's a quite a nice lineup. Yeah, fantastic. <clears throat> cool, cool people. And and I've got to tell you what we have coming up in the next few few uh, few weeks. We've got uh, Evita, the cast of Evita, the Broadway cast. We're going to chat. Oh, so I thought you meant Evita Bazaden. No, no, no. <laughs> don't cry for me, Argentina. So we've got that right. happening. We've got. Uh, lo- loads of comics coming onto the program. We've got top musicians on the show as well, which is really, really good. Uh, we're trying to get, uh, of course, Cat Stevens. Right. Looks like he's going to be on the show as well. So we've got a really packed lineup, and that is what the Unview is about. The thin, the rich, and the fabulous. Fabulous. Aren't we fabulous? Very fabulous. So on the line, um, I've got uh, Christina Bianca. Christina, are you there? I am. Hello. How are you, my dear? And welcome to South Africa. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. It is just Gorgeous, <laughs> Christina. You're going to have to forgive myself and uh, and our listeners for a moment because a lot of people don't understand the work of a female impersonator. Besides the fact that you're an actress and a singer in your own right, but what exactly is a female impersonator? Now, Christina, you must forgive me. Working with Brendan Van Rain and the likes of Cathay Pacific and Gate Sixty Nine, I thought you were a drag queen. No, you're That's not. That's all right. <laughs> no, I'm not. It's funny. I think I'm less than half the size of most of those drag queens. I only come in at four foot eleven inches. Okay, so, <laughs> so pocket size. It looks very different, of course. No, but um, you know, in, in doing impressions is is something that isn't isn't done as frequently. It's done sort of done a lot by stand up comedians. And that's where you change your voice to sound like somebody else, uh, now, usually somebody famous. I, I, and I, I like to do this with singing and speaking impressions. Now, I, I want to tell you, and this is why I need you to just hold on for me, because uh, I got permission from the Ellen Show to use the clip when you were on Ellen. Oh, my goodness. Okay, because it okay. gives a great example of what you do uh, and what a female impersonator does. So uh, you're on the line, Christina sure. Bianco, on the way from Cape Town. We're going to play this clip from the Ellen DeGeneres show where Christina performed after they saw we, you went viral on YouTube, over way over a few million views. Um, but I want to play this so people can understand what exactly you do. Here we go. Go ahead. Go. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. I'm happy to have you here. <laughs> and so you you almost didn't post this video, is that right? No, no, no. Uh, that video was performed at an open mic night in New York City, and uh, it was well after midnight by the time it went on. It was right. really loud, noisy. The crowd was kind of rowdy. I mm-hmm. thought, oh, this is not really 
good quality YouTube video footage, but <laughs> but you put it on and I we did. saw it. Yeah, I'm so glad I posted yeah. it. It's been great. You know, I've been singing and doing voices for a long time, and since this video has been posted, I have thousands of Twitter followers. I've been selling out performances, and it brought me here. Well, <laughs> I'm happy that you are here. Thank you so much. It's really great. So I'm, I have some names here of yeah. some different singers, and you're going to sing Total Eclipse of the Heart, right? Yes. And I am going to just name different people, and you're going to shift into those voices while you sing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Do and I tell you who you're well. starting with first? I'm going to start you off with Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Okay. And then after that, I'll look at you and point to you, and you give me the next and one. And I'll give you the next one. You tell me. Okay. All Britney. Right. Here we go. Okay. <clears throat> Up and down and down, I got a little bit lonely and you're never coming round. Shakira. Heaven, now and then, I got a little bit tired of listening to the song of my tears. Every now and then, I got a little bit of it. The best of all the years have gone by. Share. Every now and then, I get a little bit terrified. But then I see the look in your eyes. Barbara Streisand. Mm, every now and then, I fall apart. Liza Minnelli. I need you now, tonight. Yes. And I need you more than ever. Alanis Morissette. And if you And that's exactly what you do. But besides that, it was, but I, I had to play it because then people get the, 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 what you understand what you do. So that's, uh, incredible stuff, by the way. Thank um, you. Thank you. And congratulations because I guess it's all about putting yourself out there, an open mic night. Uh, you didn't go to America's Got Talent or, uh, you know, and, and, and all of a sudden you've become an international sensation. How has yeah, your life it's, changed? It's changed? It's changed quite a bit. You know, um, as you mentioned before, I've always sort of been a singer and an actor and a performer in my own right. But I always put together my own shows and concerts and cabarets because New York City has a, a lot of opportunities for that. But I never anticipated a video going viral and, and reaching so many people all around the world and it bringing me so many wonderful places. And I think part of the reason that that uh, has happened is because I, a lot of people that do impressions just say, you know, sing a Celine Dion song as a Celine Dion. But I like to have a bit of fun and do these, these diva mashups and have different people sing songs that have ever performed them before. And I think that uh, people have responded to that and they like the, the wackiness and the spontaneity of it. And uh, I, I don't know how I sort of channeled into this, this um, 
uncharted territory, this like untapped market, but I'm still very grateful that I did. Christina, the incredible thing is that you, you actually see you channeling. Now, I'm happy that you, uh, uh, you said that word because I was going to use it. You, you see Barbara Streisand when you flick your hair in that one gentle movement, or you see Cher <laughs> in the shake, or you see, uh, Brittany in the, the way your, your face will, will, or, or that expression on your face. So it, it is mm-hmm. channeling uh, these, uh, great artists in some respects. Thank you. I mean, you know, I always say, I really truly believe that imitation is the serious form of flattery. And, uh, all of these artists, I like to, when people come to see my shows, I like to put in something for everybody. Old classic divas, going back to Edith Piaf. And contemporary artists up to Ariana Grande, you know, I try to appeal to everybody. And if I'm just sitting there doing the voices, it's not very dynamic. They didn't come to listen to me, they came to watch. So I really do try to embody them as best I can, of course. You know, I don't, I don't get into costumes and wigs, it's just me. And so it's up to me to sort of, um, bring them to life <laughs> as quickly as possible with as limited resources as possible. But I, it's part of the fun. I really enjoy it. And I'm always glad when people um, notice that and appreciate it. So Christina, that's what I loved about it. I love the fact that it, it, it it's a part of one song. So, again, it's easy for somebody to impersonate Sure and do the whole of, could you be, you know, uh, uh, the oh, sun in shoe, right, yeah, right. okay, sure, or, sure. or or to go and 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 do uh, somewhere from Barbara and do the whole song because then you know you're almost in the zone and but for you to jump and I think uh, I, I could be wrong but I think your record is 25 voices in one song I, I, maybe more oh, I don't know I don't I, you know I, if I tried to count it would be ridiculous I, I know there's a video online of me singing um, the Stilo song Forget You and I, yeah I think there are about over 25 voices in yes. one song alone. Okay. I mean, that's, I mean it, it's that's crazy. You can't cram that many into one song, uh, usually, but I like you to can. have some fun. And, <laughs> when people shout out the names, it makes it easier, of course, um, because then it keeps it, you know, everyone everyone gets to, it's very clear about who's coming in. But, you know, when, when I do, they sort of have to craft a whole show, you try to balance it out. So you will get some, some moments, of course, where let's say Judy Garland singing a little bit of somewhere with a rainbow. I, I do like to show some of those classic moments that maybe feed as who they are and try to, try to um, feature some of those iconic musical moments. But again, it's a, it's a nice challenge for me every time I do a show in a new place to uh, try to find some new material and some new songs to do diva mashups to, and what I call my unlikely interpretations. I mean, if you ever wondered what Julie Andrews would sound like singing Bang Bang, come see one of my shows. <laughs> I'd love to hear you do a, a drunken song uh, by Amy Winehouse <laughs> and Billie Holiday. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> Actually, yeah, actually, I should work on that. That sounds like a really good one. I love those. Stories. I should <laughs> um, work you, on it. I, Christina, yeah. you do your own original stuff as well. Is that right? Yeah, I do. I'm, I, nothing that I'm, I'm not doing original uh, music that I've written in the show, but I do sing in my own voice in the show. And that's been a lovely thing is that um, very often people ask me, they say, well, you know, you, you went viral doing impressions. Do you ever lose sight of your own voice? Do you wish that you were doing your own thing? truth is, I love doing both. If I didn't love doing impressions, I wouldn't do it. Um, but I'm, I'm very blessed that the audiences that have come to see me live and that follow me online also enjoy, you know, me, the real me. And I think in in my show, uh, this particular show, The Many Voices of Christina Bianca, at Gate 69, I do balance it out where I think the audience appreciates the impressions more if they know what my own voice sounds like. It gives them a, a frame of reference, you know? Right. And it also makes it personal. I'm not just this, um, uh, you know, 
strange person morphing into different characters up there. They get a sense of who I am as well. But also the impressions give give the audience a chance to appreciate how versatile and amazing your voice is. Uh, actually, I mean you can't you can't impersonate Whitney Houston or Celine Dion with a with a rubbish voice. I mean, you, no, you can't. <laughs> well, thank you, thank you. I, I that's a very nice compliment, and I I, I really um. I think it's a nice challenge for me to get to sing the music of my favorite artist. I always say, Celine Dion, it's hard to take a favorite impression, but it might be Celine for me. And it's because it's so challenging as well. I mean, I do think she has a phenomenal voice, but for me to even attempt to sing a lot of her material in the original keys and all that, it's, it's a really fun challenge for me as a vocalist. Uh, so it keeps me, keeps me in shape, keeps me on my toes, and... Uh, if I execute it properly in the audience, is, uh, is very impressed and everybody wishes. So, so far, so good in that. Gate 69 is the most beautiful venue. It's uh, in the heart of Cape Town CBD. And, uh, of course, performing there is, sure, is going to be it's beautiful. So beautiful. I, I look forward to being yeah. there on Friday night. But what I, what I did want to ask you uh, is um, what can people expect in the show? Is it, is it, how does it work? <laughs> how does it work? Well, it won't get too much away. But like I said, there really is something for everybody. Audiences can expect uh, pretty much every genre of music, pop, rock, Broadway, jazz, even a little bit of country, covering artists from Dolly Parton to Dolly Parton to Liza Minnelli, um, to Marlena Dietrich, <laughs> sure. to um, you know Shakira. There's really, there are so many um, genres of music and different personalities showcased. But also lots of speaking impressions. I do things a little out of the box. I'll, do a, I'll read a, a something as a bunch of celebrities, some audience interaction, participation. I play little trivia games with a, about, you know, divas and celebrities at the audience. So it's celebrating the great divas and having a wonderful, playful, uh, shared experience together honoring them. And uh, I guarantee you, you won't have seen anything else like it. So if you want a fun night out, come see I, many well, I, I must tell you, I'm flying from Johannesburg and we can't wait to see you. Uh, Christina, have you, have you, had in the audience, uh, people watching any of these any of these well known artists. Have you had them in the audience? Yeah, I, I've been, been so cool that now at this day and age with social media, I mean, you can get an instant reaction to something. Mm. I posted a video on Instagram of a uh, a bunch of uh, celebrities doing mismatched movie quotes, and I did the the American comedian Kathy Griffin doing a line from Clueless, <laughs> the movie Clueless. <laughs> I think within ten minutes. Kathy Griffin had tweeted back, perfection, that was so great, oh my God, and she just loved it. <laughs> that was brilliant. Uh, Broadway's uh, Bernadette Peters thinks that, said that she thought I did it's the best impression of her. I nearly fell off my seat when I read that one. In fact, wow. I did fall off my seat. Um, and Kristen Chenoweth is another Broadway actress. Mm. She's also, of course, known from TV and film. She's Glinda in Wicked, and she has that voice that she's on Helium. Yes, and of I course. recently performed at an event with Kristen Chenoweth, and I thought, maybe best not to do an impression of her in front of her. Oh my goodness! She ran up to me afterwards, grabbed me by the arm, and said, "You didn't do me. Why didn't you do me next time?" <laughs> she, <laughs> loved, she said she loved the impression and appreciated it so much, and thought it was such a. Luckily, yes, yeah, she thought it was a form of flattery, and just so lovely to to be um, lampooned in that way. So it's all done with love. So you know, but I'm waiting for the big one. I'm waiting for Celine Dion to call yes. me. And that's, but that's she, really the worst. But she's such a. I, I must say, I've had the pleasure of doing some work with her, um, and she is such an incredible person that I, I, she will phone you and <laughs> she'll phone you personally yeah. and invite you to come and do something with her. That's how cool she is. Well, I will let you know when she does. Please. I think the world will hear me screaming from New York. <laughs> That'll be that. That is absolutely brilliant. Um, we get everybody to do this. And so uh, don't think that you're, you're the exception to the rule. Um, 
um, sure. But I know it's a telephone line, and I know this is not so easy. But and we don't have. Uh, but who is your favorite impersonation? And would you give us two lines of a song? Sure, I could do. I could do Celine Dion for you. That that'll be I'll outstanding. I'll give you a little. Um, I'll give you a little of her most her most famous hit. So I'll give you a Celine doing Celine. So it's iconic for you. Wow. <laughs> Is that good? Yes. Oh, I love it. I think you need to play her in a film. <laughs> and well, you're beautiful. They'd have, have to stretch me to be quite quite tall. They can do that. <laughs> Hollywood can do that. We can do anything. We make films. We know how to do it. That would be uh, wonderful. Christina, welcome back to South Africa. Um, yes, thank And you. I know that you are here to do this phenomenal concert. It's happening at Gate 69. People can call there. I'll give you all the details in a moment. Uh, of course, I'm sure Cathay Specific will be opening the show with you. Um, but most importantly, it's so wonderful to have a first-class top act, something different, something brilliant in South Africa. Thank you very, very much uh, for being Thank on the you. show. It, it, it's such a pleasure to be here and speak with all of you. I, I'm so overwhelmed by everybody's kindness and enthusiasm so far. So I'm really looking forward to this entire run. I'm going to be a very happy girl all through the 19th. We're gonna, we are going to, there are nine shows. We are going to try to get you to Johannesburg soon. We want you in studio. So we look forward to having you. Um, yes, we'll make it happen. Christina Bianco, thank you very much for joining us. Gate 69 happening in Cape Town. It opens tonight. Thank you very, very much. Have the most beautiful time in Cape Town. Thank you so much. I certainly will. Cheers. Bye-bye. Brilliant. Superb. Eh? What amazing. A, what a that is brilliant. Do you think she knows she's in for thirty second showers? Sure. Well no 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 we have to, just don't don't scare people yet. So don't. two two minutes because you're a celeb. <laughs> no, you get two minutes to shower. <laughs> on that note, shame. But but hold on. Pull up the ukulele. Pull up what what? Why just get the, the ukulele? ukulele. Just get the ukulele. Wait, hold on. What do you want me to do with the ukulele? Wait, let me just get some I need to get some mine. Okay, you're, you're going... No, you don't need to go anywhere. I can just... There we go. No, people can hear. Okay, wonderful. All right. Uh, why, what am I doing with this ukulele? So Sorry, I was walking around the studio. It's very unprofessional. Um, but, but, you, but you can do a few impersonations. Well... <clears throat> Everyone can do Elvis. <clears throat> I mean, anyone can do that. Well, I mean, I, I mostly do cartoon characters. Okay, so, alright, so you, okay, we, throughout the show, you're gonna be doing impersonations. Oh, jeepers. That's what the show is about. Okay. Which cartoon Nathan character Rowe. would you like to hear? Who's your favorite? My favorite is definitely Sebastian from The Little Mermaid. Okay. Which I've done a lot already, ah. I think, on the show. Okay, but we love it. Okay, so I want you, to, I want to hear you do Sebastian from The Little Mermaid, dear. Alright. Ariel. The human world, it's a mess. Life under the sea is better than anything they got up there. The seaweed is always greener in somebody else's lake. You dream about going up there, but that is a big mistake. Just look at the world around you, <laughs> right here on the ocean floor. Such wonderful things around you. What more are you looking for? Under, under the, the sea. Under the sea, <laughs> that's right, man. Ooh. Okay, good. We're going to be doing a lot more. Of course, Alan, you need to bat your eyes like this. <laughs> you need to pack up your lips like this. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, we're going to do some more in a moment. Now, I've got to tell you, he doesn't impersonate the phenomenal character 
Pumbaa from The Lion King. He does play it. He is Pumbaa. He is the Pumbaa. And it's such an honor to have him on the line. We, 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 we so want to get him in studio shortly. But he's the one and only Pierre van Heeren, who now has just joined the international company of The Lion King going around the world. Pierre, welcome to the show. Morning, Alan. Morning, morning, and morning to everybody else. Uh, I would love to be there in the studio. Just somehow we don't ever get time to do that when I'm in Joburg. I'm uh, driving on the on the um, the uh, double decker, as we call it in Cape Town, not the same as the one in Joburg. The double decker highway going into the waterfront, and you know, Cape Town is the most congested city in South Africa, so it's basically a, a parking lot. But well, but. <laughs> And it's busy, and it's so in need of the rain. Pierre, tell me, first and foremost, when you got the role of Pumba 10 years ago, which was 10, 10 and a half, half years ago, it's quite crazy if you think about it. Um, yes. How did it change your life? Oh, man, I mean, it was obviously a, a phenomenal role to to play. It's something I've, it's, I don't really believe in bucket lists, but uh, that was definitely one of the lists, one of the roles on my list I wanted to play, and it was amazing to work with Julie Taymor, she came out to South Africa at that point. It was the 10th anniversary as well as the 10th production of Lion King worldwide. So, obviously, worked with Lebo M and uh, had the chance to work with Julie Tamor, who you know, was the original creator of the Lion King, which was phenomenal. Uh, tell me something, Pierre. When, uh, it is an interesting role that you played of Pumba because it was in, it was South Africanized in some sense. Yes. Is no, it this... was the only, it was actually the only time, uh, in a production of The Lion King where the Pumba was a sort of Dutchman vibe. Mm-hmm. It was sort of Afrikaans. And the Simone was, uh, Peter Mashiko was the first, uh, black guy to play, um, play the role of, of Simone, he was the, and and he played it like a totsi vibe, you know. So it was the first time that it was actually ever done like that, and 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 it was actually Julie Taymor's idea to play it like that. But now I would imagine on the international stage you don't do that. No, no, no I would imagine. I mean, I mean, they wouldn't understand you at all, anyway. So with 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 that said, you know, they won't understand me at all. No, um, I mean, I'm since South Africa, I've I've done it in Taiwan. Uh, we did it in a big stadium of about 5,000 plus people a night. Wow. Uh, then I also did it in uh, in Singapore uh, in 2011 for about a year. We played at the Marina Bay Sands. We opened a theater there. And since then, a lot of South African shows or productions have gone has gone there. Uh, I think uh, the Sound of Music will be going there in, in, in about mm-hmm. a month or so's time. Yes. Um, and then we obviously did it with, you know, with the American, the American style or the American accent. Did you have to, um, change, you know, change your character quite a bit to fit in with the American version? Because I mean, after playing the South African one for so long, now to just uh, flip into American, was it quite a quite a change? No, obviously, I was. I've been very lucky. Is that Nathan speaking? Yes, this is Nathan. No. Sorry, Pierre. How's it, Nathan? How's it, how's it man? Cool. Um, I um, what, what's great about playing it or I've been playing it more than once is that in South Africa I played it with Peter Mashuku in Taiwan I played it with a guy Damien who was on the American touring company and then in Singapore I played it with with uh, Jamie McGregor who's a, a Kiwi living in Australia and has done the production there so just just by doing it with three different people 
um, it, you already changed the, the 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 energy and the vibe is already different, you know. So, yeah, and the chemistry um, of tomorrow. It's I definitely imagine. not. It's definitely not been the same every time, and 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 I've been a little bit older every time I played it. So um, <laughs> a little bit it, more it, gravel I, in the I, voice. I brought a different, yeah, both gravel in the voice, and I brought definitely a different gravitas or maturity to the role. I mean, this time around, um, uh, I've got a. a a daughter of about uh, 21 months, so now I'm a father. Mm-hmm. So the <laughs> role is is sort of a he, he's the mother of the couple, if you want to call it that. <laughs> and so I I definitely bring that more that bit of maturity and and experience with with me as well, you know. Pia, I mean, now you're on the road, and this is possibly a year and a half of your life. How do you how are you going to balance family life? Uh, being a, a new dad, uh, a husband. Uh, I know that 10 years ago you were single <laughs> running around the world. Yeah. Uh, how are you yeah, going to do this? Uh, well, you know, uh, I, I wouldn't want to do it without my family. So I'm very fortunate that they're going to join me for a majority part of each country. They will be joining me um, uh, so that I don't miss out too much. I mean, I was now being in Joburg recently for three mm-hmm. months. The last stint, I was not at home for about a month. And when I got home, my daughter looked at me and she wasn't sure if it was me or a, or a ghost so, so are you uncle so, Pierre who sometimes visits <laughs> yeah i'm the milkman wow. so um so yeah so they'll be they'll be joining me um for a majority of each leg there will be since where i will do a few weeks on my own um but they will join me for a big part of it which is going to be great you know she's the right unfortunately the right age to be able to travel she's not in school yet so that's great and um, luckily my wife can come with as well which is so blessed um, yeah, what do you love about crazy. doing this? What do you, what is, what is, I mean, the best? Firstly, Pia, I love throwing this into the mix because Pia and I had the pleasure of doing a show once together. Um, yes. Possibly the worst production. Oh, no. One Pia, of the worst productions in? South Africa ever seen, yes. Yeah, it really was. But we made money. We made money. <laughs> and at least we, at least we met each other, you know? Yes, that's true. <laughs> I love it. Um, but yes, Pia wasn't David Does Dallas. He played Mr. Greenfeld, the dirty, um, uh, the dirty guy who gave the money to everybody to, to, to have sex with him. <laughs> so yeah. I take it your daughter's going to know you more as Pumba. Though. Please, God. Uh, yes, yes, yes. People definitely know me more as Pumba. <laughs> um, your favorite song is Akuna Matata, obviously. Or is it? Is it? What is it? Well, that that is that is basically the, almost the only song that, that Pumba sings. There's obviously a little bit of Can You Feel the Love, but that's more sung by Simone than by Pumba. Sure. So, uh, why we have you on the line? I know this is hard while you're sitting in Cape Town traffic. Um, but let's face it, you've got nothing better, <laughs> better to do, to do than, than this. Um, <clears throat> we would love to hear a little bit of, of, um, of Akuna Matata from you. Okay. So, so I assume you would want to hear the bit where he goes when I was a young war dog. Yes. When I was a one, you correct you. Okay. So, so I don't actually know where to start. So I'll just, um, 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 I don't want to just sing that line. Hold on, hold on, we'll, we'll, we'll help you. We'll, hold on, we'll help you. Do you want the chorus yeah. as an intro? We'll, we'll just wait, we'll, c- come, Nathan, help him. Ah, that's, there we go. There we go. Akuna Matata. What a wonderful phrase. What a wonderful phrase. Akuna Matata. Ain't no passing craze. It means no worries. For the rest of your day. It's our problem free. Philosophy. Philosophy Hakuna, Hakuna Matara 
Now, when I was a go. When I was a young warthog. <laughs> I had to and get you to do that. I think musically on the worst possible key and a complete <laughs> off pitch from what we had earlier. Yeah, but so okay. it's a nice high I, I key really, for Hoppers 9. I really signed the contract, so I'm all right. Yeah. <laughs> Be good, my friend. Pierre Nielen, as you travel the world with Pumba, I want you in studio, please, soon. Yes, yes. As soon as I'm back in Joburg, if not in Joburg, if not soon, when uh, when we come back to South Africa with the production, I'll definitely would love to come and chat with you. And congratulations on not swearing while being in standstill traffic. Yeah, well, you know, I, I really, I'm, I'm biting my lip. It's actually bleeding at the moment. So. <laughs> You're a true actor, true actor. <laughs> Be good, my friend. Right, Enjoy guys. the Lion King. Thanks, guys. Thanks for the call. Hakuna Matata. This is the best part. It's our motto. What's the motto? Nothing. What's the motto with you? <laughs> you know, these two words will solve all your problems. Because That's right. Take Pumba, for example. Why? When he was a young warthog. When I was a young warthog. Very nice. He found his aroma like a certain appeal. He could clear the savannah. After every meal. I'm a sensitive soul. Though I seem thick-skinned. And it hurt. But my friends never stood down the wind. And oh, the shame. What's a shame? What a change in my name. Oh, what's in a name? And I got downhearted. How'd you feel? Every time that I... Pumper, not in front of the kids. Oh, sorry. Hakuna Matata. And I tell you, it means no worries. And that's great news, eh? That Pierre Fanielen's on the line. It's a great interview. And he goes off around the world to do Lion King 10 years yeah. later. Eh? Amazing. And it's so cool that he gets to take his family with. I think oh, I love it. he's quite lucky there. A lot of uh, guys can't do it. They leave the family behind and go travel the world. Well, that's amazing, amazing stuff. And I'm proud to see South Africans hitting the... It's in the world stage. It's what we want. It's what we want to see. Um, we're going to chat to a few more people in a moment to we'll chat to the phenomenal Malcolm Gooding. 50 years in the business. Sure. It's incredible. And Eloise Capita comes up on the show. Uh, we talk about no worries, but I want to throw this out there because, um, I think Johannesburg and in particular Durban in the last, uh, two days this week have experienced some horrific storms and, um, it sounds terrible, but I really wish that storm that happened in Durban hit Cape Town because mm. they really need it. Or at least just in the mountains. Yeah, but it sounds terrible. I didn't mean that I wish for people to lose their homes or, or to get injured. Or, but yeah. I just wish that that type of massive storm and that type of water implode would happen in the Cape. Yeah. But um, it happened in Durban and it had happened in, in Johannesburg. Um, Isn't it strange that you've got a drought and then, you know, a thousand kilometers happening. away there's floods happening? No, it's, it's actually. I mean, I'm pretty convinced. I actually had this thought yesterday. I thought that America is a little bit like Egypt in Prince of Egypt at the moment. I mean, you know, they've had all these hurricanes. Sure. And now today they had this massive fire that's apparently the size of Singapore in California. Yeah, it's, it's, you know, listen. We're waiting used, for the frogs and gnats. We, we've got a lot of this stuff happening in a lot of areas, if you think about it. Uh, a lot of places all over the world. We have got... Natural disasters, but there seem to be quite a bit. And to see, to, um, well, there weren't huge natural disasters, but to have these, this huge storm and uh, these these golf ball hail stones in Johannesburg, and then this massive flash flood in Durban, I just think it's a bit, it's a bit, it's a bit scary. 
It's scary yeah. within two days. It's um, scary if you're an insurance broker. <laughs> sure. No, well, it's scary on a number of levels. In government, sure, we're just to sort that out. As I said, I, I wish it went to the Cape. I wish the water, that type of water, mm. because I think the Cape really needs it. Not that devastation, but that water. So keep that in mind. Um, but please, there are people in need. And uh, it's a shout out that if you can help, I listened to a phenomenal interview with Gift of the Givers yesterday. Who are doing great work. Mm. Uh, they said something interesting. They are so prepped for it. They've got these hangers at airports that they, they, they don't need. I mean, it's nice to have a volunteer, but they, they, they don't have time to explain to a volunteer how to get involved. They have a hundred people and they just get out there and they do it. Wow. And they, I mean, for example, the man said he turned, they turned around a soup and food kitchen in an hour and a half. Jeepers. In an area of devastation in KwaZulu Natal, an mean. hour and a half. See, it's so nice that we all want to be giving and helping, yeah. but they need money because what the, the point is that they've got the people that know how to do it. They can't have a volunteer that now needs to know how to what to do. Mm. They've got the hundred people already. So, gift to the givers uh, is uh, find their website, donate to them, or go to their Facebook page. Um, it's uh, it's just something. I know it's in the middle of a really fun show just to just to mention that. So, yeah. Yeah. no, it's important now. We, we've had the top female impersonator from, uh, uh, New York City on the line. We had Pumba, Pierre van Yeden. But there is a, a voice in South Africa that has been around for 50 years. And some of the, I, I wasn't around for this in particular, but, but Springbok Radio, uh, was incredible back, back in its day because, um, Springbok Radio had, uh, people didn't have televisions. So what they had was they had, um, Obviously, radio. So, what did people listen to? Was something very, very famous called Squadcast. Um, did you ever hear of Squadcast? Uh, no, I think it was a little bit before my time. Yeah, but everybody used to like. So you sit for the radio, and like, I think it was eight o'clock. I don't know what time it was because I was I wasn't around. Um, and they used to turn on the radio, and everyone used to sit around the radio listening to Squadcast. And your drama series or your police series all used to happen on the radio. Wow. And um, his voice. Was on radio in those days. And then we heard him throughout the ages. If it wasn't voiceovering things on Mnet or Discovery or documentaries, uh, he's just been around for fifty years of an incredible career. And then, of course, he was in that crime series on Mnet all those years ago. He is the one and only Malcolm uh, Gooding, and he's on the line from French Hook at the moment. How are you doing, Malcolm? Good morning to you, Alan. How is I'm it? doing very well. Now that is the voice of Malcolm Gooding. Wow, it even sounds, sounds good over a cell phone. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Malcolm, 50 years in the business. Incredible stuff looking back on the last 50 years. I'm giving you a report from Franschuk. It's blustery. It's blowing. The southeaster is blowing. But apart from that, life is wonderful. 50 years in October this year, I found myself behind a microphone for the first time working at the SABC English Radio Service with people like Pat Carr and Adrian Steed. I can mention many of them. Um, and that was, that was the start of my career. I read the weather forecast, interestingly enough, and the stock exchange report as the first live broadcast Malcolm Gooding way back in 1967. Can you imagine that? Wow. Uh, I mean, that's incredible. And then you had your own show within that year, uh, Going Gooding. Um, that's right, yes. yes. It, and was, then, it was contemporary music. I was given free reign to play country rock, which has always been my favorite. Crosby, Stills, and Nash, those sort of artists. Santana. Uh, uh, oh, Santana. Uh, and, 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 you know, more, Mark Knopfler in more, more recent times, and obviously Sting and 
I was given total free reign to play what I liked. And the program went out on the air Saturday evenings from 10 till midnight with a break of five minutes for the news and weather. And, and then it was in, wonderful. And then 1968, and this is quite, this is important because, because again, there was no television and people used to tune into their radios to listen to squad cars, which was like the, should we say, Isidingo meets, Law and Order meets. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> that's, a nice, that's a nice hybrid you're describing. Yeah. 7.30 on a Friday evening. They prowl the empty streets at night in fast cars on foot, facing danger at every turn, expecting nothing less. These are the men of squad cars. Wow. <laughs> 800 episodes. It ran from, That's right. <laughs> it ran from 1968 to 1984, squad cars. Amazing. It's incredible. And you know, in, in, in that period, I also did a tremendous amount of, um, Radio commercials for tobacco products. I mean, it's a complete taboo. The next best thing to a Lexington is another Lexington. <laughs> now, if you like your smoke with flavor, friend, with an honest-to-goodness tobacco blend, the greatest combination yet is you and a Lexington cigarette. For after-action satisfaction, you just can't beat. Lexington, Lexington, <laughs> that's the one. I love it. Wow, that's in, I mean, that's incredible. Thank you for doing squad cars. I think that that anyone who happens to to listen to that will go back and remember the years of joy and excitement that squad cars brought to radio. I mean, this is the master voice of radio. Sure, yeah, it sounds amazing. It's, it actually sounds like the intro to the A Team. You didn't do that by any chance, did you? In 1979, no, there was a crack squad. <laughs> we, we, we did a lot of that. This was a stylized way of, 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 of doing voiceovers. We didn't call them voiceovers in those days. We simply called them radio spots or radio commercials. And then we, with the advent of, of TV, things changed dramatically, as you can imagine, towards the end of the 70s, particularly with commercial TV. And, and, and obviously, every possibility... And every range of styles, if, if you were able, if you were able to imitate a style and, and able to do it successfully, you were invariably booked to do the work. So I was very busy at one stage doing these bogus American accents or bogus whatevers, you know. Have you, I mean, have you, today's so interesting, the whole show has been filled with impersonations. Um, have you been able to, can you impersonate any, any people? Do you have any favorite impersonations? Personally? Yeah, I, I've, I've got, uh, I had a run-in with Sean Connery in the 90s. Um, I, I, I was booked by uh, a, a well-known razor manufacturer, and this is the commercial <laughs> that I read. And he happened to be in the country at the time shooting a movie called a good man in Africa or a good doctor in Africa, something like that. And he nearly rolled his car when he was driving. He was driving somewhere to, to, to a location. I think it was in, uh, in the Mahalisburg area. Uh, new 007 Silver Jolak Racers. When you're in a scrape with evil villains, you should be smooth-faced and smelling of expensive aftershave. That's why I use new 007 Silver Jolak Racers. They keep me shaven, not furred. <laughs> and he heard it, and what happened? Did he, did he roll you? Well, he, he, he lost it. And but the fortunate thing about it, Alan, was that um, that particular 
Gillette, Gillette, as 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 a manufacturer of razor blades, happened to have had a, a, a legal firm called Weber Wenzel that handled all their contracts. And by sheer coincidence, his contract when working in South Africa was handled by Weber Wenzel. So the whole thing was sort of resolved internally. But I would have been paid 500 rand for the commercial. He would have wanted 50,000 pounds as an endorsement. But we got away with it. It was on, it was on Jeremy Mansfield's program in the morning, Rude Awakening. And they got a few flightings before they pulled it. The commercial affair. <laughs> well, what a what a what a life! And then, of course, I mean, we look at your your career. You've you've voiceovered a lot for Mnet, for Discovery, for National Geographic, Supersport, just to name a few. And then, all of a sudden, Malcolm, your face appeared on television in a crime series, which kind of blew South Africa away because it was quite serious. Because it was noted, it was doing looking at all the, the the most serious crimes that have ever happened in our country. Tell us about that. That, that was called Criminal Minds in those days. Mm. And uh, I'm trying to work out exactly when it was. Uh, Criminal Minds was done in the late 90s. And then, then it was followed up by another series called Crimes um, gosh, Unsolved or something of that nature. Oh, no, I, I can't remember it. It's, it's terrible. But the name Criminal Minds applied to the first 13 of, of the first series. And that, that covered some remarkable uh, crimes, South, South African contemporary crimes, n- not going back to the Daisy DeMelkers or, or, or issues before the, the, the Second World War. It was, all, it was all crimes of the 70s and 80s. And, you know, we had the Sabadia murder. We had the, 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 uh, the Fish River, the mother and daughter that were, that were raped and murdered in, in the Fish River area. We had... Uh, um, a lot, a lot of the investigations that Peter Bailerfeld was involved mm. in, and I got to work with Peter. It was just the most amazing thing. That crime series was brilliant. It was, it was a world class really crime nice. series uh, a production. It was produced by uh, uh, Clive, Clive, um, Clive Morris, gosh, uh, mm. Clive Morris, and gosh, why did I? You see, this is what happens when you get to to my age. I don't like to complain. And uh, he, he did such a wonderful job on a shoestring budget. And, and it was just so popular and so well done. It, it was great because I recall it very, very well. It's, uh, it's probably about 15 years old now. Mm. And, um, and it, uh, Yusuf Abramji was involved and Pete Bannerford right. was involved. And Helped us with our research. Under the research. And, of course, yes. um, we, we were both Gareth Cliff and I were fascinated because, of course, both him and I love crime and, and looking at, uh, at, at crime and investigation. That you time love stuff. crime. I'm not committing crime. Uh-uh. It's crime and investigation. You just like being a victim. And we used to do a lot of follow-up stories about like the Sabadia murders or uh, Moses yeah. Sitoli, the, the serial killer. And, and it was fascinating. Yeah. Of course, Yosef used to be our, um, was our head of news and uh, one of the GMs of the station. And so he was in, and of course, because he was involved in the series, he used to say, oh, we've got to look at this and come, let's look at that. And you've got to interview Malcolm about that. So again, fascinating stuff. And again, it adds to, to your career. Uh, one of your highlights again, 1995, when you became a part of that history moment, Malcolm's Madiba moment arrived when he was called on to announce the presentation of the, uh, 
the William Webb Ellis Trophy off to South Africa won the Rugby you World know, Cup. Tell us about that. You know, I, I describe it as my Mandela moment. Mm. My Mandela moment happened so suddenly, so unexpectedly, I almost missed it. I was in the booth doing commentaries during the 1995 Rugby World Cup final, <laughs> South Africa versus New Zealand. We were, we were delirious with joy. Uh, South Africa had won. Joel Stransky had kicked the winning goal or the winning drop. And in this delirium, in this excitement, all of a sudden, there was this frantic, frantic, frantic knocking on the window of the booth. And it was Scotty Seward. Now, Scotty Seward was executive producer of the 1995 Rugby World Cup final. And he called across to me and said, quickly, Malcolm, you have to get down onto the field to introduce the president for the trophy presentation. I said, why are you asking me now, Scotty? It would have been nice to have prepared something. Anyhow, I wasn't there to argue, so I ran out of the booth, ran onto the <laughs> stage, and, and, and there was the president, Nelson Mandela, embracing his players. My boys, my boys, my boys. I called across to him. I said, President Mandela, sir, I hate to interrupt, but the world is waiting for the trophy presentation. <laughs> oh, so you want me to present the William Webb Ellis Trophy? Yes, sir, if you wouldn't mind coming up onto the stage to do so. Who are you? And uh, what is your job? Well, sir, I'm, I'm actually here <laughs> to, to introduce you. Oh, so you think I need to be introduced? <laughs> wow, that's incredible oh. That's a true story And I, I dine out on that one, needless to say Malcolm, we, we, we'd love to get you into studio And spend some time with you Incredible um, and, I've, and I'm going to tell you that um, I've had the pleasure of filming there And being there uh, some time back I look forward to coming there shortly um, Goodings Grove is set in Franschhoek It's a beautiful guest uh, guest house slash boutique hotel. Uh, tell us about it, Malcolm. Um, this is your new venture. You're now in olive farming and uh, architectural restoration and landscape painting and South, and South African hospitality and wine. <laughs> tell us all about this. Well, well you know, I've, I've, I have chosen. I have chosen. Uh, my late wife and I chose the place way back in the mid nineties. Uh, we this beautiful, beautiful spot in Franschhoek. And then uh, she died in 2006. Megan died in 2006. And I've remarried a wonderful woman, Salome. She's uh, just been a phenomenal inspiration. And she and I have, have built this, this, this wonderful guest house and uh, set in an olive grove. And we have, we have guests from all over South Africa, all over the world in this most beautiful setting. And uh, we, 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 uh, the olive production is, is an aspect of the Goodings Groves experience. Goodings Groves Boutique Hotel, as you described it, delightful spot in beautiful Franschhoek. We even have a vineyard. It's, it's, it is idyllic. It's a perfect, perfect environment. And I tell people if... if and and if, I would love to see you here one day. We, uh, well, I look forward to being... I have been there before. I look forward to coming back. I went with Ruda Landman uh, for the, the show um, for Anadinger. Uh And I, I shall be there soon. Um, and, and on that note, I do want to say the following, is that if you want to have an experience of great stories in a beautiful place, Malcolm's there, Salome is there. Um, and, of course, I wish you 50 years of brilliance and congratulations of being in this business of entertainment. Um, and uh, my last piece, or last question to you is, what advice do you have for people in the entertainment business? 
Well, you know, I, I'm, I'm very much of the old school where uh, where voice and and uh, the ability to deliver was was an important issue. And I think those fundamentals still pertain. I think you must have you must have a clear, good voice, and then you must be able to deliver lines with intelligence, with meaning, with enthusiasm, with conviction, and 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 with energy. And whether you're whether you're doing a report at an accident scene, or whether you're reading news live, or whether you're presenting music, it's always got to be done with energy and enthusiasm. Malcolm Gooding, 50 years in the business. Thank you for joining us. We want you in studio. It's been an absolute pleasure. And, of course, Gooding's Grove in Franchuk is the place to visit. I'm telling you now, it is divine. Thank you, sir. Uh, great, great chatting to Malcolm Gooding. Isn't brilliant, eh? Phenomenal voice. I actually believe everything he said. I mean, I'm sure he wasn't <laughs> he lying, is, but he's the kind of guy that could sell you anything. He's done it, but he's done actually it. actually want to go buy a Lexington, a box it, of Lexingtons. It, I don't even smoke. They, they don't exist, actually. That's why I think Gooding's... Oh. Yeah, that why you could do it. Yeah, I think. Well, I don't. I don't know what. Yeah, we can do anything. <laughs> uh, get another impersonation ready for us. Come on, who else can you do? Come on, get the ukulele. <laughs> King Louis, come on, King Louis. Yay! Impersonations. Oh, Christina Bianca, don't miss her at Gate sixty nine. We'll chat to Eloise Capito in a second. Give me one more, darling. All uh, right, all right. Here's uh, King Louis from the Jungle Book. Mm-hmm. Now I'm the king of the swingers, so at a jungle VIP. I've reached the top and had to stop, and that's what's bothering me. I wanna be a man, man cop, and stroll right into town and be just like you other men. I'm tired of mugging around. Oh, obidu, I wanna be like you. I wanna walk like you, talk like you, it's true. You see, it's true. Oh, and they be like me. Oh, I forgot the chords. And learn to be uh, like someone like you. Outstanding. So I've got people pointing at their watches at me. I don't know, I don't know what's going on. Okay, on the line, Eloise Capito. Welcome to the show. Eloise has just uh, opened the new fourth season of Anadinger on CakeNet every Sunday night. It happens at 6 o'clock, brought to you proudly by Bright Rock. Um, Eloise, welcome to the show. Thank you, Alan. <laughs> Isn't it fun to be doing another series of this great, crazy program? <laughs> I'm glad you said great crazy because it is about that. It is fantastic. We are doing, as you know, so many different um, subjects that are very entertaining and actually very informative. That's what I really love about the Amazon. They're not just fun, but there's a lot of information that can happen with life and a new direction. It's on CakeNet Channel 144 at uh, 6 o'clock. It repeats throughout the week on a Sunday night. But I wanted to yes. say, the reason I wanted you on the show, Eloise, and we're going to do some more stuff with you, is because, like, for example, this week, <laughs> you are doing an interview with or about Angel the Spider of Hope. Tell us about Angel the Spider of Hope, because this is brilliant. Seriously. Well, you know what? It's the first time in my life I've ever heard of a spider getting physiotherapy because uh, she got a little bit hurt and I was a little, no, I was a lot scared. I'm so scared. I won't exactly go and pet Angel but I'm very, I got a lot of respect for, for Joni who's rehabilitated her and fixed her and fixing some more little baby spiders 
it's funny. And quite frankly, you know, I'm sure I'm a little bit bigger because Azel has a bigger Facebook profile than I do. So it's that's wow. something <laughs> to be a little bit ashamed about that a small Eloise, it's so incredible because this series, um, the series of Faranadanga has got you doing alpaca farming. Uh, we're playing with yeah. alpacas. You've got Angel the Spider of Hope. You're going to be doing a, a piece on, on, on ocean therapy and swimming with sharks. I haven't told yeah. you yet, by the way. Swimming with sharks. I think you're going to answer. Yeah, oh, yeah don't worry. That's, it's coming. It's go, without a cage. Without up. a cage. Um, you, uh, frogging. It's a new thing. You know, everyone is doing birding. The new thing is now yeah, frogging. Oh, how, wow. is, how is that a thing? When I read the research, I'm like, Oh yeah, yeah, you're going to be frogging. <clears throat> and besides doing some really serious, cool things, um, like uh, like uh, some magical stuff that's learning things, uh, and of course, this, the show is full with great interviews like Chris Combase and Manny Chruvia and David Kramer and the likes of Jack Parrow. But it's some really cool stuff. But Eloise, what do you love about Fit Anadinga and being a part of the series? I know this is magical TV. You know, the biggest thing I love is the diverse um, subjects that we cover and also the, the way we're expo- I'm exposing and obviously we're exposing the viewers to just looking at life and certain things a different way. For instance, a lot of people are economically quite challenged at the moment and there's an interview there on how to have a, a wonderful holiday on budget. And now being a new mom, you know, that kind of thing, money is a big thing because a lot of money is needed for that. You don't have a lot of money left over for holidays. So now I know how to do an optimal holiday and also just how to do good things like volunteering. The one thing that was really awesome to hear is how you can do volunteering. A lot of people want to, but they just don't know where would it be effective and who is not a scam place. And we do stuff like that where we inform people and give them really practical tips of what to do, what to do with their finances. So that's what I really, really enjoy about the series, the diversity, but also the practicality of it. And obviously, Pottery with Bright Rock has a big influence on that. We, we learn exactly what to do with our life and various aspects of our life. So that's, that's really phenomenal being part of the show. We want to get you into studio. Can I get you and Baby in the studio? <laughs> uh, well, Baby's very talkative at the moment. <laughs> I'm not sure that's a good idea because you know in our industry they say don't work with animals and children. There's a reason why. <laughs> but yeah, you're very welcome to invite us. And we'll see if he's willing to sit there quietly and just play with the microphone or something. My <laughs> love, thank you very much. Svarana Dinger, every thank night on KT Channel welcome. 144 DSTV at 6 p.m. on a Sunday. It also repeats throughout the week. Eloise Capito, actress and presenter, thank you for joining us on the, on the show. I love spending time with you. Yeah, it's great to have you back. And what an amazing show. Cheapers. I'm still reeling from the guests actually they're it's really great. cool huh? it's really cool yeah be well look yes. after yourself you too be thin be rich and let's be fabulous thank you for joining us on the unview be blessed everybody this is cliffcentral.com